Welcome to your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. My name is Samuel Stolton, and each week I aim to bring you some of the most relevant and timely technology stories in the world of EU politics and policy. This week we take a look at what's in store as part of the European Central Bank's plans for a digital euro, the rationale behind the project and the reasons why some Eurogroup members feel that the ECB's efforts are well placed, bearing in mind the interest from big tech firms in developing their own digital currencies. For a full breakdown of all the most important stories over the past seven days in this patch, sign up to my free newsletter or take a look at it online at youractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. This episode is powered by Facebook. Working together is more important than ever in the fight against COVID-19. At Facebook, we're working with nearly 100 governments and organizations globally, including the World Health Organization and European Center for Disease Control, to distribute authoritative COVID-19 information on our platforms. Get the full story at about.fb.com Europe. This spring, the European Central Bank will decide whether or not to move ahead with preparatory work to launch a digital euro, a project that could have far-reaching implications for the very foundations of the financial system. Central bankers were given a wake-up call in 2019 following Facebook's announcement of its intentions to develop its own digital currency, which was named Libra at the time and is now called DM, and this was supposed to be launched in summer 2019. And since then, discussions have been taking place at the ECB and further afield across the Eurozone with regards to the notion of the ECB developing its own digital currency. Now, a digital euro would be an electronic version of euro cash and would represent a legal tender guaranteed by the European Central Bank. For the first time, it would allow individuals to have deposits directly with the ECB, thus providing individuals with greater security when compared with commercial bank holdings. Such funds would be stored outside of the banking system in so-called digital wallets. Issuing and transferring digital euros could be conducted using distributed ledger technologies such as blockchain, currently the backbone of other cryptocurrencies, including, of course, Bitcoin. But there are indeed many questions that remain over how the ECB's digital euro would address a plethora of other issues in this field, including the importance of privacy and financial transactions. Now, in mid-January this year, the ECB closed a public consultation on its future plans for a digital euro, which indeed resulted in privacy being the number one concern among stakeholders. Speaking at a recent online event held by Bruegel, Fabio Panetta, member of the ECB's executive board and chair of the task force on a digital euro, was pressed on how the ECB could preserve privacy, bearing in mind that it may seek to track cash holdings for digital euros after having previously pitched the idea of imposing a €3,000 threshold on cash holdings per individual. This is what Panetta had to say. Um, there are various ways in which you can protect uh, privacy. For example, uh, you might think that uh, for small transactions, uh, you can guarantee full privacy by uh, uh, allowing users of a digital euro to do offline transactions. 
and there are different degrees and, and within uh, offline transaction, uh, the degree of privacy would be almost 100%. And uh, um, uh, uh, when the information on the payments is uh, held at the central bank, it would be only available uh, for uh, uh, reasons related to uh, anti-money laundering, the contrasting of the financing of terrorism, but no other use would be uh, uh, foreseen by the central bank. It is true, however, that if we want to uh, guarantee the stability of the system and enforce those limits that I mentioned before, the threshold, uh, the maximum uh, holdings of a digital euro, uh, uh, we cannot guarantee 100% uh, privacy on uh, uh, larger payments on the holdings of a digital euro. Why? Well, if you want to... Um, uh, control to check that nobody holds more than 3,000. You want to know uh, if two different smartphones, for example, if you use a smartphone to, 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 to uh, hold your digital euros, they belong to the same person so that we can put together those holdings and if they add up to a number which is higher than 3,000 euros, and bearing this in mind, the ECB is considering additional privacy protocols that could be implemented into the digital euro, including the option of making small transactions totally anonymous, as well as being conducted offline. And Panetta also recently revealed that the ECB was mulling over the possibility of issuing so-called anonymity vouchers to users of a digital euro. Here's more from Fabio Panetta on these issues. So we, we would, uh, could uh, foresee the possibility that small transactions uh, are uh, uh, totally anonymous and they can be done offline. We have also studied the possibility of uh, giving uh, um, uh, digital euro users uh, so-called anonymity vouchers. You have a voucher, you can spend it in a way that is not traced by the system and uh, would uh, allow you to uh, keep uh, full uh, 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 control of, of your uh, uh, confidential and personal data. But you are right. There is a tension between controlling and guaranteeing the functioning of the system, preserving the stability of the system, and the protection of privacy. At a certain point, that trade-off should uh, be analyzed, not only by the central bank, but... Uh, uh, by the public at large that we are and we will continue to consult by European institutions. It will be a matter for a decision by, by uh, legislators, by uh, um, uh, the, the uh, other European bodies, and we will strike a balance which will guarantee uh, the privacy to the extent possible while guaranteeing at the same time the stability of the financial system. So the ECB is indeed exploring all options carefully, while also taking into due consideration the concerns of stakeholders, particularly on the issue of privacy. But how likely is it that the ECB's project will ever get off the ground? What are the real driving forces behind the initiative generally, and how much support does it have among Eurogroup members? Well, earlier this week, I caught up with Euractiv's economy editor, Jorge Valero, to hear more. So thank you very much, Jorge, for joining us here today. My pleasure. It's wonderful to have you here. Um, perhaps we could start at the very beginning of this uh, digital euro initiative from the ECB. Mm -hmm. Why did the ECB feel it was necessary to um, uh, more seriously consider the idea of, of rolling out a, 
an EU-wide digital euro? And um, what kind of concerns does it have about the general privatization of the cryptocurrency ecosystem worldwide? The very clear starting point uh, was uh, the launch of uh, the famous or infamous uh, digital currency, uh, Facebook digital currency uh, called Libra uh, in the summer of 2019. Just a few uh, weeks afterwards, uh, Benoit Couret, who was uh, an executive member of the ECB, said that uh, Libra was actually a wake-up call for central bankers, regulators, decision makers across the world. Because, of course, uh, you had uh, Facebook uh, social network with uh, 2.7 billion people, if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, 2.3 billion uh, users across the world that were ready to or were planning to introduce payment service, a payment system, private one, that will be uh, back tied to uh, a basket of currencies, of sovereign currencies. So, of course, the impact on the financial stability and even the monetary sovereignty of, of nations was huge. Europe, I mean, the discussion of, of, uh, of um, digital currency, uh, of a digital version of, of the euro, of the dollar, of uh, whatever currency across the world, was already there because uh, jurisdictions and countries were working on that, few of them, for example, in the case of China, in the case of Sweden, but in Europe, they were always a bit slow with this. And um, the same goes with the regulation on cryptocurrencies. It was a discussion that started a few years ago, but uh, the, the progress was always very, very slow. And Libra changed everything totally, both in, t- in terms of, the, of the how to regulate cryptocurrencies and at the same time, uh, when it comes to the project to launch uh, the digital euro. Mm-hmm. And currently, I mean, how do Eurogroup members feel about this idea of rolling out a digital euro? It's the ECB mostly who is the the one, or the institution, of course, at the forefront and, and, and giving the line to take to, to, to member states, to Eurozone member states and, and the, the commission. But uh, overall, I would say that it's a general support for the idea. Of course, there are important risks to assess and uh, it's a project that we we will be i mean we can uh, discuss more uh, in detail now but it will have a lot of implications for the banking system but overall there is a general support because of the opportunities it could bring uh, also because uh, it's the ecb the one the institution who needs to fill that vacuum if we are going to create a digital version of the euro and not a private institution and at the same time, because, I mean, as we saw during the pandemic, the pandemic even fueled that even more, but we are living in a digital society. So having a digital euros uh, to facilitate further the payment systems and uh, the payment service in, in the eurozone, it would be, it would be a step forward. The European Commission Vice President Brosius is one of his uh, supporters of the, of the digital euro. But of course, I mean, now the technical work is ongoing. The ECB concluded in January the public consultation and there were more than 8,000 response uh, submitted and they are in the process of assessing them, analyzing them. And the key moment uh, will come in spring. Uh, It will be most likely in April when the ECB will decide whether they move forward with uh, with the project. Um, 
the decision that they will take is whether they launch a pilot project to uh, to test several features of, of the digital euro to see in a, in a, in a real life uh, environment how this digital euro will work and to yeah, to, st- to test its uh, feasibility. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And in terms of just going back to the ECB's concerns about uh, private organizations establishing their own cryptocurrencies, such as uh, Facebook Libra, which of course now is called DM. Um, could you condense a bit more what those concerns actually are? I know the ECB has previously highlighted um, that such currencies could jeopardize privacy, create risks to competition, and even endanger monetary sovereignty. And what are the possibilities in the future that perhaps um, regulation will be presented against uh, such cryptocurrencies like Facebook's DM that would basically um, inhibit its ability to function on the European markets? I would say there are, in my view, three main um, groups of concerns. The first one is uh, the one related to uh, competition uh, and uh, the fact that, uh, as you say, private organizations will be the ones issuing these uh, digital versions of, of our currencies, and they could play a very big role in our daily lives and our uh, commercial relationship. Uh, and that could have, of course, an impact on, on the monetary sovereignty of countries, especially if they are systemic ones, like DM, Libra DM would be, because of uh, the penetration of, uh, of Facebook. There is a second um, set of concerns, which is uh, related to privacy. And actually, uh, this was one of the main concerns that came up, uh, came out of the uh, public consultation uh, that the ECB concluded. And the third one is, um, um, for me, actually, is, is the most interesting one because of the ramifications that it could have, is the impact on, on the financial system. Because this is something that maybe uh, intuitively we won't think when we talk about the digital euro, but uh, I will explain a bit more what is behind this project. If the ECB uh, finally launch the digital euro, what happens is that we will all have our deposit account in the ECB for digital euros. So that means that, uh, of course, uh, if you have the possibility to have your uh, deposit accounts in uh, traditional HA euros and the new, this new digital version of the euro uh, in, in the ECB hands, you will prefer to have your deposits in, in the ECB because of I mean, the safety uh, that the, the central bank will provide and the problems that could emerge during a banking crisis. So citizens will be will feel more secure if, if the uh, deposits are all in digital euros in the ECB hands. But, uh, of course, what the ECB now is working on, precisely one of the issues that the ECB is working, uh, uh, is working on now is how to calibrate and, and how to uh, detail all the features of the digital euro. For example, one of them uh, might be that there will be caps to the amount of uh, money that uh, citizens could have in digital euros to avoid uh, a deposit run from the banks to the ECB. And another aspect to uh, prepare will be the role that banks will play. Of course, I mean, maybe uh, the deposits uh, will will lose its relevance as a source of uh, 
uh, financing for for banks, but banks will play a new role in uh, in new domains, for example, in handling the digital wallets of, of citizens. So all this uh, will help to accommodate the impact on the financial system, which is one of, of the key concerns uh, for the ECB and central bankers across the world. And in fact, it's not only about the financial stability, it's also about the monetary uh, policy transmission, because, I mean, one of the key allies for the ECB to, in order to, let's say, uh, impact in, on the real economy, their decisions, their monetary decisions is, of course, banks. So if they weaken banks further, uh, they will have problems in transmitting their decisions to the real economy in terms of interest rates, in terms of uh, um, giving credit to households and companies. So it's it's a very sensitive uh, move to make. And the interesting thing as well is that while the ECB is working on the digital euro, the Commission has also in mind uh, to prepare a new uh, payment uh, service directive uh, revision, uh, so the third one, and we all know how important was uh, the second one because that's the one that opened up the world uh, of uh, the financial uh, services to the fintech. That's the reason why fintech uh, flourished a uh, few years ago in Europe, but it was very much uh, located to a uh, focus on payment services. But now the Commission wants to open up more financial services uh, to fintech, uh, so to create some sort of uh, an open finance reality. But at the same time, one of the ideas that is being considered is that not only banks will pull uh, the data, but also other companies, other sectors, for example, utilities or other companies could pull all the citizens' data, If, the, of course, if the citizens agree. So that will facilitate the interoperability and the synergies for citizens to uh, merge uh, different services, for example, I don't know, managing uh, from your bank account, uh, I don't know, payment of, of uh, different options or, or I don't know, uh, maybe companies could offer financial services uh, through uh, digital means. Uh, I don't know. I think the possibilities are quite big. For example, if we look at, at the model uh, and the example of China and what uh, uh, Jack Ma is doing with, with Ant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you believe that introducing a digital euro uh, in parallel with the EU's fintech revolution could actually help to foster a whole new ecosystem of innovation in this sector. Certainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I was saying, that uh, it will be a very big revolution uh, for banks because of these two parallel moves and tracks uh, that we are seeing, the digital euro and all the discussion on the upcoming discussion on the PSD3. But at the same time, I think there are big opportunities. The problem is that the European banks are in a, let's say, a shaky situation because their rentability is uh, quite low, uh, one of the lowest uh, uh, compared to, for example, the American banks or, or banks from, from other parts of the world. And on top of that, of course, the pandemic is going to have an impact on, on their balance sheets. I mean, it's still uh, to be seen because there are all these uh, exceptional measures taken during the pandemic to accommodate the impact on households and companies are still in place. But once um, countries start to withdraw 
the support measures. We will see how uh, non-performing loans uh, start to increase in, in, in the banks. That's why uh, the ECB is taking uh, every precaution and every decision with a lot of, uh, let's say, prudence. Mm-hmm. And talking a bit more about this April decision that's going to come out from the ECB on its potential future digital euro plans, if they give it the provisional green light, what does that spell for Facebook's DM project? Do you think it's more likely if the ECB pursues um, its digital euro initiatives that it will allow Facebook to operate its DM currency in the European market? Or do you think it's more likely to ban eventually uh, DM if it pursues its digital euro plans? DM at the end became a digital version of a dollar. I mean, the initial project, of course, of Facebook was a basket of uh, sovereign currencies, and that's why it sparked so much uh, concern as well. But at the end, from Libra became DM, and just as a digital version of dollar. So in principle, there won't be, let's say, an overlap of being two digital versions of the euro. But of course, I mean, there has to be, there will have to be an uh, approval process in, in the Commission. Uh, the Commission uh, proposed uh, last uh, autumn its cryptocurrency regulation. But I think, of course, I mean, if you have if you have a digital version of the euro uh, issued by the ECB, that that provides an extra uh, layer of, of safety, security, and, and and confidence and trust. But maybe, I mean, some Facebook users uh, will use uh, DM if it's finally rolled out in, in Europe as a means of payment within Facebook. It's hard to say what will be the implications and how big will be the penetration because, first of all, we don't know what will be the futures of the digital euro. And I mean, a lot will depend on the on the interoperability between different uh, means of payments, different platforms, uh, how Facebook will integrate, for example, the digital euro. So it's hard to say, but of course, I mean, it will depend a lot on the added value and the qualities of, of the digital euro versus uh, the DM, which for me, of course, is, is the safety and the security and the soundness that the ACB provides. And a big thank you to Jorge Valero there for speaking to me recently on this issue. And that's about all we've got time for this time around. Please remember that online with us, you can get a comprehensive breakdown of all the tech stories in the EU politics and policy domain with my free digital brief newsletter. Sign up online today and don't forget to also subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I've been Samuel Stolton and thank you for listening.